Hey, right where you are this morning, just join with me in prayer. Lord, we thank you this morning for your presence. Lord, we thank you this morning for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you this morning, Lord God, for who you are, Lord. We might have situations going on. We might have whatever it might be, a health situation or something going on. But Lord, we thank you that right in the middle of it, we thank you that you're still God. Lord, we thank you that you're still on the throne in our hearts. And Lord, we put our eyes and our hope and our trust in you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless you this morning. Thanks for joining us online this morning and um, looking forward to being back hopefully together again next week. Um, That's our plan anyway. We're not planning to have anything uh, this week, Wednesday night, but next week, next Sunday, we plan to be back in the building. We're having everything cleaned and sanitized and all that good stuff. And um, we're believing God that we're gonna be together again next week. And hey, listen, I've got something important I wanna share with you this morning. And I feel like it's, it's something that we need in this hour that we're in. And I believe, I believe this nation, I believe our world really is in a, is in a spiritual battle. And a, there's a spiritual problem in our nation, isn't there? When you see everything going on in the world today, there's a spiritual problem. And a lot of people are, are frustrated and they're wondering what's going on and all this. Well, you, how, how do we fix what's going on? You can't fix it in the natural. You just can't fix spiritual problems in the natural. That doesn't, that's not how you fix things. You fix them in the spirit. There's a spiritual war. There's a spiritual battle. I, there's, there's things going on I, I never thought we would see. When, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm not a political person. And so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to promote anything one way or the other. But my, my, my gut, my something in me, is just is so upset right now when you can silence someone you disagree with wherever you fall on the political spectrum if you can silence someone you disagree with there's a problem you might be a democrat watching i don't it doesn't matter what you are but listen if there's someone like the president of the united states that people disagree with and they say we can silence him and shut him down from every every voice that he has. He can't get on the news. He can't get on uh, YouTube. He can't get on Facebook. He can't get on Twitter. There's nothing, there's no way for him to get his voice heard. There's a problem. There's a, there's a big problem. Because I'll tell you what, it's only one small step to go from, if you can silence the president of the United States What's going to stop him from silencing the church? We're in a spiritual, we're in a spiritual battle today, church. And we need as the church to rise up and begin to do something because I'll tell you, but I'll tell you what, this is not going to get solved in the natural. I don't, you know, you see what happens when people go and demonstrate. There's not, this isn't going to be fixed in the natural. This is going to be fixed in the spirit. And I want to talk to us. I've been talking about prayer for the last couple of weeks. And I want to talk to you today about praying in the spirit. And this is a subject that, listen, there may be, I've heard people say, I've heard pastors say, you can't talk about that kind of thing in church. If we can't talk about it in church, where can we talk about it? 
We need, to, we need to be praying in the spirit. But there's some pastors who say, look, if you want to grow a church, you can't talk about some of that stuff because people think it's kind of weird or whatever. It's the word of God. God gave us, listen, he gave us some weapons to combat the enemy. And one of the things he gave us was praying in the spirit. And if we can't talk about it, listen, I believe the enemy wants to silence your voice. And you see it today in our society, in our world. The enemy wants to silence your voice. And he's been silencing the church from praying in the spirit for, for hundreds of years. There's churches today that have no concept of what this means. And listen, you might be watching out there and think, this guy's wacky. I'm turning him off. That's fine. Turn me off if you want to. I'm talking to the church today. And if you want to hear this word, listen, I want you to learn how to use what God's given you. That's my responsibility. I want you to check this out. So this morning, we're going to talk about this because I believe we can get frustrated with everything happening around us. We can get upset. We can get angry, all this different stuff. But listen, I believe the Lord is going to use what he's given us, praying in the spirit, faith, all of this to take us to the top. He does not want us silence. It's time for the church to rise up and, and speak out in the spirit and declare some things. It's time for us to rise up and use our voice. And I believe the Lord's gonna, the Lord's gonna speak to you through this today because I want you, I wanna do more of a teaching on how to use this thing. What is it for? I want you to understand why God gave it to you. In the first place, he gave it to you as a weapon. So we're gonna talk about this this morning. And you know, we just recently had Christmas and at, at Christmas, my, um, my parents came over and they gave our kids some gifts. And one of our, my, my son opened a gift and I looked at it, I thought, oh no, that's gonna be a lot of work for me. And sure enough, as soon as he opened it, he brought the box to me and he said, here, dad, I want you to help me with this. I said, okay, we'll do that in a little while. I said, no, I wanna do it right now. I said, I don't wanna do it, it's Christmas. Let's just relax a little bit. Let's just take it easy, you know. Let's eat some bacon and eggs or something. No, I want to I want to do this now. Okay, thanks, parents, mom and dad, for that gift. And I opened that up, and there must have been a thousand pieces. And there was instructions that I'm pretty sure were in Chinese. I didn't understand them. And pictures that don't make any sense. And I'm looking at this, and you know what he did? He handed me that thing and he walked away. I said, wait, 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 aren't we doing this together? He said, yeah, I'll be back. And he, he went away. And he came back for a little bit. And I'm, here I am working, working, trying to put the little parts that are too small for my fingers, trying to put them together. He comes back just to check on the progress. I said, hey, I need this and that. Oh, okay. And then he walks away. I thought, this, what kind of gift is this? But listen, that's exactly how we're supposed to be with our father. The word of God says, cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. When I, when I cast my cares, it means I don't care anymore. I'm not concerned anymore. I'm not worried anymore. If he had stood over my shoulder, wringing his hands, what are, what's the next? What are we going to do? Are you sure you can do this? Are you sure you can handle this? Are you he would have driven me crazy. But instead, he gave it to me and he walked away. We gotta learn how to, we gotta learn how to be like that. How to have that kind of faith in our Father. Because you know what we do? We we get something, something comes up in our lives and we get so concerned. Okay, I'm gonna cast it on the Lord. And then what do we do? Now what? Now, Lord, now what do we do? What's the next step? What what should I do? Should I be doing something right now? And then it just just cast it on him. 
because he cares for you. So, you know what I believe? The Lord gave us something. He gave us the Holy Spirit to solve our problems. He gave us the Holy Spirit and power to do his will in this earth. And we've been talking about prayer. And I, I was speaking about the Holy Spirit just a couple months ago. And I want to get into this today, praying in the Spirit, because I believe God's given you a tool to get the job done. He's given you a tool to get some things done in this earth because, listen, prayer, I said this last week, I think, prayer is how God gets things done in the world. He's waiting on us to pray so that he can move. And when we are prayerless, we don't give the Holy Spirit anything to do. But when we let the Holy Spirit pray through us, now he can take over. Now we can pray the will of God. Now he can have permission to do some things in the earth because you spoke it through your prayer. I'm going to talk about it this morning, but I, I want you to understand that God gave you this tool so that you could get some things done because he doesn't want you powerless. He wants you full of power. He wants you to learn how to trust him. See, that's, I believe that's what prayer is. When I pray, I'm trusting God to handle it. I'm trusting God to do it. Amen. We're going to start here. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And this is familiar this morning. He says, in the same way, the Spirit also joins to help in our weakness because we don't know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches the hearts knows the Spirit's mindset because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Listen, he says, he helps in our weakness because I don't know how to pray. Listen, I don't know everything going on in the world today. I don't know what is happening behind the scenes that's creating some of these conflicts and some of these arguments, some of these crazy things that are happening, but I do know it's spiritual. I know it's a spiritual problem, but if I don't know how to pray, what can I do? I can pray in the spirit because do you know what? The spirit knows. The spirit knows exactly what's going on, doesn't he? There's nothing that's hidden from him. The Holy Spirit knows what the problem in our, our nation is. He knows what the problem in your life might be. He knows the problem in your family. And I'm talking about not just because sometimes we see something happening and we say, well, that's, the, that's a problem. Well, that might be the problem, but do you, all, do you know there's always a root? A tree always has a root. And I believe every problem always has a root. And you got to get to the roots. You could even take something just so simple as your, as your health and say, well, there's, there's a problem. I've got this disease in my body. Well, where, what's the root of the disease? It might be your bad eating habit. Okay. Oh, now, I'm, am I stepping on your toes this morning? Is anybody eating Cheetos while they're watching this in your, in your living room? Listen, I want to tell you, maybe there's, maybe there's roots that you got to deal with the root. And I believe God wants us to deal with the root of the problem. That's why he gave us the spirit to get to the root. Because our prayers are meant to do something. So I said this last week, and I want to just give you some more insight here. I believe this is helpful for you to understand. Because what's this whole thing? Praying in the Spirit. Praying in tongues. Speaking in tongues. That's weird. Why do we do that? I want to explain it, okay? Let me start here. Let me go to Genesis chapter 2. And if you can put verse 7 up there. 
And you know, I've, I've mentioned this a couple times in different ways, but I believe there's some insight here the Lord wants to give you. So it talks about here that God made man. He formed him from the dust of the ground, but man wasn't alive. Man had a body. He had a brain inside of him, but he wasn't alive yet until God breathed, it says, the breath of life. That word in the Hebrew, I believe, is that ruach. It's the, it's the spirit. He breathed life into him, into his nostrils. And man became a living being or a living soul, it says in the King James Version. Man became a living soul. So listen to this. Man had a body. Man had a mind. That's our, that's our soul part. That's what we call the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions. It's the thinking, feeling part of you. You know, I feel, oh, I just don't feel, I don't, I don't really feel a certain way or I, I feel like I'm angry. I feel this, I feel that. That's your soul. Your soul has feelings, but your spirit, your spirit was what gave Adam life the spirit man was what had connection to God. God connected to man because he was a spirit. He was made in the image of God with a spirit. God is spirit. God communicates to man through his spirit. So man was given this body to live in on the earth. He was given a soul to, to think, to have thoughts, to have feelings, to have emotions. And he was given a spirit, and the spirit made him a living soul. And so listen, with man's spirit connected to God's spirit, he was meant to do some things on the earth, wasn't he? God said, be, you be responsible for this earth. You rule it. You govern it. And so with man's triune being, his body, soul, and spirit, he was able to govern the world. Because his spirit was in connection with God, he could do God's will on the earth. He knew what God was speaking to him. He knew what God wanted. He knew what he was connected to God. And the way he got things done was that connection through his spirit and through his body coming out of his mouth. Listen, I'm, I'll, I'll explain this. When Jesus was on earth, he was, he was a sinless man, wasn't he? He was, like, he was like as perfect as Adam was in the Garden of Eden. He never sinned. He had no trace of the sin nature in him. How did Jesus get things done on the earth? Demons go. He said the word. Be healed. He said the word. Fig tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. He spoke the word. So how did, how did Jesus get things done in the earth? The same way Adam was supposed to get things done in the earth with his mouth. But when Adam sinned, when Adam fell, that connection with his spirit got, and God's spirit was severed. So now, now Adam could not connect with God. He was spiritually dead. And some people have gotten confused by this. What do you mean he was spiritually dead? Well, because the spirit is still alive because it can, if, it, if a spirit goes to hell, it still knows it's in hell. Well, I, that's, that's, that's called the, the second death. The first death is when you're, first of all, you're dead spiritually, then you go to hell and you're dead a second time. That's, that's spiritual death. But you're already dead because you're not connected to the source. It doesn't mean you're not aware of what's happening around you. It doesn't mean you can't still think and feel and all this different stuff. But you are not connected to your source. 
If you cut a tree off of a branch, it may still have some kind of a life in it, but it's dead because it's not connected to the source. And so Adam was disconnected. When he was disconnected, he no longer could have the thoughts of God in him. He ate from what's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now he had knowledge, and so he was no longer governed by his spirit. He was governed by his mind. He did whatever his mind thought was right. This looks good, this looks bad. So he would govern himself by his mind. He was never meant to be governed by his mind. He was meant to be governed by the Holy Spirit speaking to him. So when Jesus came, he put everything right that was wrong. He made your spirit now alive because you've become alive in him. You have life because you're in Jesus. That means your spirit man is alive once more and you can connect to the Father and you can have the Holy Spirit in you. But apart from him, you're a mess. And he says this, see, when Adam fell, his, his tongue that was meant to do the work of God became corrupted. Look what it says in James chapter three, verse six, it says the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of unrighteousness. Now, do you believe God made your tongue to be a world of unrighteousness? That's not how God created you, but it happened because Adam fell. It's placed among the parts of our bodies. It pollutes the whole body. It sets the course of life on fire and it is set on fire by hell. Do you believe God created your tongue to be set on fire by hell? That was not his intent. His intent was that your tongue be full of the Holy Ghost and fire and be set in the world on fire with the power of God. But that's not what happened when man fell. And he says, every creature, animals, birds, reptiles, fish is tamed and has been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. Now, listen, you could take this in a real just natural way and say, well, the tongue, see, it can get you in trouble. The tongue can say bad things to people. It can hurt people's feelings. It can do all kinds of these sorts of things. And that's, that's true, but I believe it's deeper than that because the tongue was meant to be the creative power. When we were connected to the Spirit of God, the tongue was meant to do some things in this earth and create Eden, the Garden of Eden throughout the world. Isn't that how God created the world? What did he do? He said, let there be light. And there was light, because he said it. The world was created by words. It's sustained by words. God gave us words to, to do his purpose on this earth. But instead, when man fell, his mouth got corrupted. Now his mouth speaks out of here. Some people speak out of their brains. Some people speak and seem to have no brains. But we send those people to Washington. Oh, sorry. We'll edit that part out. That won't be on the live stream. We, some people speak. You think before you speak. You, right? You, you have a thought in your head, and then you speak. That's natural. But listen, when you were born again, you got the Holy Spirit in you, and now you don't just have to speak your own words. You can speak the words of God like man was intended. You can speak God's words in this earth and bring about his will. Because remember, what's, listen, what's prayer? Prayer is, is you talking to God. And when you're praying for something, a situation or something specifically, it's giving God 
permission to move, right? So we, we always say God's a gentleman. He doesn't do anything without permission. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He doesn't come into your life and just start make you saved and make you, make you do things, make you do righteousness. No, he, he waits on your permission. Prayer is the same way. It gives God permission to move in my life. It gives God permission to bring me healing. It gives God permission to do things in, in our world. And so prayer, prayer is, is talking to God and allowing him to do things. Now listen, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, and I'm talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, when you've been saved, you have the Holy Spirit. But when you've been baptized in the Spirit, the Spirit has you. And it says in Acts chapter 2, it talks about it. And it says that they were all in one place. They were, they were praying and the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And look at what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 11. All these different people, it gives a whole big list of people. Here heard the apostles and the others that were filled with the Spirit. They heard them speaking in their own languages, the magnificent acts of God. So these people are speaking, the apostles start speaking in tongues, not even knowing what they're saying, but they're declaring in languages that are heard all around them, they're declaring the magnificent acts of God. When the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, he can start speaking through you. He can declare some things in the earth. He can speak God's words. Listen, how powerful is that? God can speak his words through you. You know, so some people look at some of this stuff and say, that's ah, crazy, we don't need that today. We don't, that was for the early church and all this different stuff. Listen, it's all, through the, it's all through the New Testament. If you read the book of Acts, you see it over and over and over again. They're filled with the Spirit and they spoke in other tongues. You see Paul giving instructions to the church in 1 Corinthians, what, what to do? He says, I hope that you all speak in tongues. It's beneficial for you. He says in Jude, I think I'm skipping ahead, but go to Jude verse 20. In the Passion Translation, it says, you, my, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, praying every moment in the Spirit. How important is it for us to be praying in the Spirit? Come on. He says, that's how you, that's how you build yourself up in the faith. You need to be praying in the Spirit. Because listen, when I'm praying, you need both. You need to pray in your understanding and pray in the Spirit. When I pray in my understanding, well, my, my mind might get encouraged and my, maybe my whatever, I feel good and all that. But when I pray in the Spirit, my spirit, I don't, I don't understand necessarily what I'm saying. I can, I can't have an interpretation, but I, when I'm praying in the Spirit, my spirit is now in connection with God's Spirit. The Holy Spirit's talking through me. I don't understand the words that are coming out, but something's rising up in me. Faith's coming up in me. And I'm like, wow, I don't even know what in the name. You know, I'm just praying in the spirit. Things are just coming out of me. And it's like, man, I, I get encouraged. Something's happening. And I feel that faith rising up in me because I'm letting the Holy Spirit speak through me. And you don't understand the words you might be speaking. It might be, you might be praying for somebody else. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. If you've never prayed in the Spirit, we'll talk about that in a moment. But if you're, if you're praying in the Spirit and suddenly something comes up in your, it's not even really your mind, it's just something comes up. Maybe a person comes up and you think, oh man, I should pray for that person. I bet you're praying for them in the Spirit already. You know, or some situation comes up, you're praying in the Spirit and just out of the blue, something just comes to you. Wow, I wonder where that came from, the Spirit. Because you're praying for things you don't understand. And he says in 1 Corinthians 14, 22. No, go to, go to verse 2. 14, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 
or something. Yeah, for the person who speaks in another tongue is not speaking to men, but to God. Since no one understands him, he speaks mysteries in the Spirit. Listen, when you're praying in the Spirit, there's things that you don't have any knowledge of. The Holy Spirit's praying. You could be praying for stuff that's going on behind the scenes spiritually in the political realm or the or the, um, you know, maybe at your workplace or some other thing, and you're praying in the spirit, you're getting, you're cutting right to the roots. You're getting right to the source. You're speaking mysteries you don't even know about, things you don't even know about, but the spirit knows. How important is it that we pray in the spirit? Listen, church, if we'll be the church and pray in the spirit, I believe there's gonna be a stop to some of the madness that's going on in our world because I don't believe God's causing it. I believe God wants there to be peace in our nation. I believe he wants there to be righteousness in our nation, but we got to get to praying. We got to do some things now. Pray in the spirit. Let him have his way. Come on. I was just, I was just going to town. I don't even know where I was. Oh, let me, let me share this story. Let me share this story. I, I read this the other day. It happened, it happened a long time ago, but this was a story I read about speaking in tongues and something that happened. There was a man, he had been, um, he had grown up Catholic, right? He was a, one of the, the boys, what do they call them, altar boys and stuff like this in the Catholic church. And as he grew up, he became very depressed, very, very upset. And finally, someone talked to him about the Lord. He had never come to know Jesus as his savior. Someone talked to him. He got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, started going to a, a Pentecostal church. And, and um, the priest noticed after a while that he hadn't been coming to the mass and so the priest went to visit his house and the man was so nervous he didn't know what to do he thought I'm in big trouble now this priest is gonna excommunicate me and all this stuff he's getting very worried the priest comes in and sits down and starts just pounding him with questions what are you what have you been doing why are you going to the, what are you doing over there and the man's just so so upset he said suddenly I just didn't even realize how I was doing it I just began to speak in tongues he said he said I spoke in tongues for about two minutes and finally, when I stopped, I, was, I, I didn't even know what to say. I was just a little bit shocked that I did that. And, and um, the priest jumped up off the couch and ran out the door. The man said, I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, but the priest called him up a day or two later. He said, I want you to come to my office. And so the man came into his office and the priest said, when you started speaking in that language, it, it, he said, I want you to know it was, it was Latin. And I know you've never studied Latin, but the priest had studied it because that's how they do their Catholic mass. He said, he said, I know it was something you didn't know and you didn't understand. In fact, he said, some of the words that you used, I didn't even know what they were. I had to go look them up. And he said, it bothered me so much that I've been praying and reading my Bible for, for the last two days. And he said, here's what you spoke to me. He said, you spoke a warning to me that Jesus was coming soon and I need to get my own heart ready. He said, I've been so disturbed. I've been reading and praying my Bible. I want you to tell me about what you have. And that very night, the priest got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, you don't always know what you're saying. I, I remember, remember a, a guy told me, he said, he said, sometimes I'll just go into a, a grocery store or someplace and I'll see there's a foreigner working there. And I'll just start praying in the spirit. I'll see if they understand me. I don't know. Uh, you, you can do that or not do that. But listen, here the the. The thing is, when, you, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're speaking mysteries that you don't understand, but the Holy Spirit knows what needs to be said. And you need to let the Lord pray through you. 
It's so, I believe it's so vital in this day we live in that we get into praying in the Spirit. Is praying in the natural important? Of course it's important. Paul says, I pray in the Spirit and I pray in the understanding. I sing in the Spirit and I sing in the understanding. I don't, I don't sing in the Spirit much because I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pray in the Spirit and I'll, I'll pray in the understanding. I'll do them both because I need to be, I need to be praying what the Spirit prays and sometimes I'll be praying in the Spirit and something will come up and then I'll pray in the understanding because I think I know what I'm, I'm saying over here. But you got to get to praying in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Go to 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 2, verse 9. He says, As it's written, what eyes did not see and ears did not hear and what never even entered the human mind, God prepared for those who love him. Now, God's revealed these things to us by his spirit, for the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Do you think the Holy Spirit knows everything God's thinking, every, every desire God wants to carry out on this world, in this world? Do you believe the Holy Spirit knows it? Yes, of course, because he is God. He knows all of it. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, and he's going to tell you things that you're eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It's never even entered into your mind. He wants to tell you things that are going to blow your mind. He wants to pray through you things that would blow your mind if you knew what you were praying. See, sometimes, why do we have to pray in the spirit? Some people ask that. Why has it got to be such this weird thing that we speak in tongues? Listen, it's because first of all, tongues is supposed to be a sign. You have that scripture. I think it's, uh, I'm jumping around and we'll go back to this other verse here. But 1 Corinthians 14, 22. Tongues are a sign not to believers, but to unbelievers. Well, why do I speak in tongues? Well, it's supposed to be a sign. That means it's not something you're supposed to do when you just when you're all alone. Because I've heard people, pastors say this. Well, don't talk about that on Sunday morning. You say that for Sunday night when the other, you know, people don't come in there, just, just your hardcore church people come in, then you can talk about, well, it's supposed to be a sign that God's among you. You can, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so it's a, why do I have to do it? It's, it's a sign. You don't have to, but you will. It's a sign. And the, I think, believe the other reason, why do I have to pray in the spirit? And I don't understand what I'm saying. It's because if you understood everything you were praying, your mind would get in the way. Your mind would start thinking, wait a minute, I can't, I can't pray that now. That seemed, where did that come from? That seems crazy. And you'd, you'd, end, up, you'd end up cutting off your prayers because you're too busy analyzing it up here. You were never meant to analyze that stuff. You were meant to be governed from your spirit. But we get to analyze, we get to thinking about it, we get to look, you know what I mean? Knowledge of good and evil. Well, is what I'm praying, is it what, should I be praying that? Maybe I should pray. No, get your mind out of it and get in the spirit. Because that's, that's how the job's going to get done. That's how God's going to bring about his will in this earth when you get to praying in the Spirit. You can pray in the Spirit. You can sing in the Spirit. If you can sing, you can, even if you can't, do it. You can, you're at home right now. Do it yourself. Just maybe you don't bring it in here if, we can't, if you can't sing. That's okay. We won't judge you. Go to, go to that other scripture I skipped back to 1 Corinthians 2. He says, who among men knows the concerns of a man except the spirit of man that's in him? In the same way, no one knows the concerns of God 
except the Spirit of God. But we've not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God in order to know what has been freely given to us. That's why you've got the Spirit. You've got the Spirit so you can know what belongs to you because he's going to declare to you. He says in John, he'll declare to you things to come. He'll declare to you whatever belongs to Jesus. Jesus said, everything the Father has belongs to me. He'll take from mine and declare it to you. So he says, we speak these things, not in words taught by human wisdom. Listen, how do you learn how to speak? How does, a, how does an infant learn how to say words? Through repetition, they learn to understand in their minds and then eventually the words can just come out and they don't stop coming out. Anybody have a two-year-old or a four-year-old right now in my house? The words just come out and never stop. We love you, son. They just come out and come out and come out and without even thinking, the words can just form and come out. But listen, we don't speak out of our words taught by human wisdom. We speak things that are taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. The natural man doesn't welcome what comes from God. It's foolishness to him. Now listen, you could take this two ways. You could take that to mean the natural man who's unsaved, and I believe that's part of it, and also your natural man, because you've got a spirit man and you've got a natural man. The natural man can't receive what comes from God. And I think that's a lot of people's problems. They get to thinking about what God said to them. They get to wonder, they get to, ah, I don't, analyzing it instead of just receiving it in your spirit. You know, the Lord says, hey, I'm the Lord that heals you and you need healing. He's, he's, he, he bore our sickness. He carried our disease. By his stripes, we're healed. I wonder how I, what do I need to do to get that? What, what should, no, just receive it. The natural man can't receive it. Stop trying to think it through. Stop trying to receive it in your spirit. But the natural man can't receive it. It's foolishness to him. If you told some people in the world some of this stuff in the Word of God, they think you're crazy, and they probably do, because it's foolishness to the natural man. But the spiritual man can receive it. The spiritual person can evaluate everything because he's not, he's not evaluated, but anyway, he can receive what comes from the Spirit. You still with me this morning? We need to be praying in the Spirit. In this season that we're in, in this hour that, we in, that we're in, this is what we need to be praying in the Spirit. Praying for things that we don't understand the root, God's gonna take you right to the root. When you pray in the Spirit, it says this in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm just giving you some scripture this morning, teaching you about what this is. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, he says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And in the King James, it puts a colon right there, where this particular translation put a period. It puts a colon. Other translations put a comma and things like that. The reason is there's not any punctuation in the original language. And so you could actually read this, pray and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We talk about that. The sword, it's our offensive weapon. It's the sword of the spirit. We take the word of God and we, we go after the enemy. Listen, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer. So you could take that to mean, you take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, praying in the Spirit. Or praying 
praying always. So what am I doing? I'm praying. When I'm praying, sometimes I need to pray the word of God right back to him. That's my sword. I take the word of God and I pray it right back to him. Lord, I thank you that your word says you're the God who, who provides for all of my needs. Lord, I thank you that your word says, see what I'm doing? I'm, I'm praying. When I pray that word, I'm releasing that word over my life. And so I take, that's my offensive weapon. The enemy comes against you and says, man, you're not going to make it. You're not going to have enough money to get by. I don't know how you're going to do it. Lord, I thank you. Your word says you provide all my needs according to your riches. That's my sword. The enemy says, man, it looks bad. Your health is, I don't know what's going to happen. Listen, these things can be scary in the natural. I talked to a guy this week. He came in and he, he said, look, my, my brother, he, he got covid and he got, he said, I, he said, I believe he got really scared because he had some health issues and stuff. He got COVID. They called him and said, you have, your test came back, you got COVID. He said he was dead within 30 minutes. He said he had a heart attack and died. The COVID didn't kill him. The fear of COVID killed him. These things can be scary. The, the world can be scary if you start letting it get into your mind and get into your, get into your heart and start thinking about these things. It can be very scary. But when we take the word of God and the enemy comes against us and says, man, it looks bad. You, you, Lord, I thank you that you took all my disease and you bore my sickness. You even took away, you took away the fear of death, it says in the word of God. When you, when you died on that cross, you took fear. You took sickness. You took disease. And I speak the word. That's my offensive weapon. And right along with that, he says, praying always with all prayer and all supplication in the Spirit. I believe praying the Word of God and praying in the Spirit is part of your offensive weapon that you've been given. When I pray in the Spirit, some people say, why do, why do we got to pray in the Spirit? And I've heard people say, well, it's so the devil can't understand you. That's foolishness. Do you think the devil understands different languages? Oh, the devil doesn't speak French. Of course he speaks French. What if you're praying in the spirit of French? Does the devil understand you? Yes, he understands you, but I don't care if he understands me. He can't stop me. He can't stop what the Holy Spirit is doing. I don't care if he knows the plans. He's got to run seven ways when he comes against me one way. There's nothing that can stop him, but I need to get praying in the Spirit, not so I can confuse the devil, but so I can do the will of God on this earth and release the Holy Spirit to do some things in this world. Come on, it's time that you stand up, church, and start praying in the Spirit and releasing the Holy Spirit to do his will in your life, in your family, in your situation, in your whatever might be going on in your world. Release him to do his work. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to get closing. Let me close with this in second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three. He says, though we live in the body, we don't wage war in an unspiritual way. The weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but they are powerful through God for the demolishing of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to Christ. I've always thought this was funny. What do you, you got powerful weapons that do what? They demolish strongholds and arguments. Why do I need to demolish an argument? High-minded things, what's that about? Every thought captive, why do I gotta have weapons to take thoughts? 
You need to be taking thoughts captive. You need to be tearing down the strongholds of arguments and all these things that happen in your mind. The Holy Spirit prayer through you is one of your weapons that you take down all of these thoughts. You take down all of these arguments. You take down all of these things that raise themselves up above the knowledge of Christ because that's exactly what the enemy did when he came into the garden and he said to Eve, do you really, did God really say? And so you'll have thoughts in your head that say, did God really say this? Did God really mean that? I wonder what would, no, no, no. We take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. How do we do that? Pray in the spirit. You speak the word back to him and you pray in the spirit. You pray in the understanding, you pray in the spirit. And I believe in this, in this time that we're in, we need to be praying in the spirit like never before because God wants to do some things and I believe we're right on the cusp of something big that's gonna about to happen. I believe, now listen, you can look at the political landscape and all this different stuff and all the things that, what's gonna happen with, with some, no, listen, I believe we're on the cusp of revival. I believe we're on the cusp of something big happening spiritually in our nation. I believe there's an awakening coming in our nation. I believe people are waking up to the truth. There's some people who always keep their eyes blind, but I believe that the, that the Lord is taking off the blinders of some people and they're going to be able to see the light. But listen, nothing happens in this world without prayer. And we need to be praying in the spirit, waging our warfare, coming against arguments, coming against these high-minded things that are raising themselves up against the knowledge of Christ. Listen, I want you to do this. I want you to stand up with me. And we're going to sing in just a minute. But I want you to pray right now. If you're at home, I want you just to pray in the spirit. Just for the next, just for the next minute or two, if you're able, just pray in the spirit. I want you this week, as you have your prayer time, I want you just to pray in the spirit. I believe God's gonna do some things in your life and in your family and in this world as we begin to release Holy Spirit-filled prayers. I believe God's gonna bring about change in this world, change in, in our city. I believe we're gonna see a revival and a breakthrough in our city as we begin to pray in the spirit. Would you do that with me? Just pray in the spirit as they play quietly for the next minute or so. Listen, right now, while you're in that attitude of prayer, maybe you're watching this morning and you think that you're watching and, and the Holy Spirit's touching your heart. He's pulling at your heart this morning and you feel it. And you know you're away from God today. You know your life isn't right with Him. If you were to die this moment, you can't say that you'd go to heaven. You'd say, I don't know. I hope I'm a good person. I hope I'm good enough. No, listen, that's not how you're saved. The Word of God says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God's raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. And so this morning, if you're watching and you need to make your life right with Jesus, I want you to pray that prayer. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you, Jesus. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, we thank you for each person that's watching this morning. Lord, I thank you for your anointing that's on them. Listen, if you're, if you're watching this morning and you're not filled with the Spirit, and you wanna be. I'm talking to those who aren't filled or baptized in the Spirit and you wanna be. You can receive the Holy Spirit today. You just say, you just say, Lord, I receive your Holy Spirit. We're not there to lay hands on you, but right now I believe as you say that, the Holy Spirit is coming into your 
into your heart. He's coming into your life. He's filling you with the Holy Ghost, and you're going to speak in other tongues. Lord, we thank you. Baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit and fire in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know there's some watching this morning. You need a touch from God in your bodies. And listen, we serve a God who's still able to heal. He's still able to deliver. Right where you are, he can set you free. He can, he can bring total healing to your body right where you are. And so, Lord, we thank you this morning. If you, if you need that this morning, I want you to receive it. Lift your hands up and just say, Lord, I receive it. I receive your spirit. I receive your healing. I receive everything you have for me. And don't start worrying about it. Don't start analyzing. You act like my boy who just gave me his present on Christmas morning and said, here, Dad, do that project for me. And you don't even worry about it. Lord, I thank you. I receive your healing. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm healed. Thank you, Lord. I cast my cares on you because you care for me. It doesn't matter how I feel. Listen, how you feel is governed by your, your soul. Your health is governed by your spirit because God gave it to you by your spirit. It's gonna, it's gonna manifest in your body, but it only comes through your spirit, not through your mind, not through how I feel, not through anything else. It comes by the spirit. So Lord, this morning, we just thank you right now. Release miracles. Lord, release, release healing. We just rebuke sickness, we rebuke disease, we rebuke COVID and viruses and flus and everything else. We command it to go in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we are walking in health, we're walking in wholeness, we're walking in all that you have for us this morning. In your name we pray that, amen.